Nothing sets quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. A microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing says quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. On a microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The, the only pet peeve I have of you is that you have so many pet peeves. <laughs> I don't know how you deal with me. You do not like my chewing, my snoring, my breathing. I <laughs> am flawed. Can we do an entire podcast of my stupid ideas? I get well, what I want at all times. Now, and I, I mean, Kim and I, are, we're very tired of talking about ourselves. I am a nightmare. This is the second to best idea I've had all year. Who Something is the dude I went to dinner with? I order what I want, and right. then I get it, and I don't want to give it to you. I mean, tell me there has to be somebody else out there who doesn't like sharing food. That was it for me. Like, I, I had no plans of doing anything with anybody else for the rest of my life. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And this is the Holderness Family Podcast. And this is the middle of March for us right now. I don't know what it is for you guys, but it's the middle of March. Just for us. Yeah. The only everybody thing... else's calendars don't align. Listen, I just don't know when you're listening to this. I just want you to know that I know exactly that it's the middle of March because I just got in my car and there was this greenish yellow crud on the windshield and if i sound a little like under the weather it's because pollen has arrived that's not the pollen that gets you it's the invisible pollen but that is the sign that the other pollen has showed up and so allergies allergies yes. at least where i live and just me no at least where we live <laughs> i think the big visible yellow pollen they always do news stories every year like that's not the stuff that's making you sneeze it's the blah pollen but i still get so triggered by seeing 
seeing the yellow. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then it, it rains because, you know, April showers bring May flowers, right? So April showers also bring gross yellow puddles. And it just looks like snot in yeah. the street. Oh, I know. Aren't you glad you yellow. moved here with me, hon? I'm so glad I moved here. Also, aren't you glad you hit play on this podcast? Yeah, just for us to complain about pine pollen, which is that's but, what it is. It's from the pine trees. Here. Well, thank you for being here. And, you know, the podcast uh, that we do is a little bit like therapy for Penn and I, because we could just sit here and stare at each other and we get busy. We get busy as married parents. So sometimes we are torn in different directions and taking kids places so this is our weekly date and we're so glad you get to hang out you know it's like a double date but it is it's it's us and you guys whoever's listening and you know we've spent a lot of time talking about our just about ourselves uh, so dur- much during this amazing race uh, adventure that we had and then we won which was really exciting and so people wanted to ask us more about ourselves and i i mean kim and i are, we're very tired of talking about ourselves but today uh, we're going to talk about ourselves some more uh, i know however that's the thing is like i would love to talk about somebody else yeah, or but that, i don't ev- think that works for a podcast well but i would also say the direction i want to take this podcast is you know things were you know learning as adults that we want our kids to learn as well so kind of like an adulting theme but they're also everything i want to learn is just i'm so selfish about like the stuff i want to learn because it's like i just want to learn it so mm-hmm. yeah it is a little bit well, what I was going to say is at least we've got a bit of a collaboration going this week. Yes. Um, very grateful that we're, because we listened to you. We got to hear from you. Uh, we put some uh, questions out on our platforms uh, asking, hey, what do you guys want to know? Ask us anything. And we got so many fantastic questions from so many of you. And we're going to, for the second week, make an effort to answer those questions. Yeah. This is where we're going to stick with the marriage in the marriaging category today, because, you know, remember we wrote a book on the marriage stuff. We did. And it was, how cool was it that we got to go talk to some people about that last week? Yeah. Uh, we got, so we got to go to this, listen, we, we, we've done the media tours. We were on the today show talking about this book. The most special moment I've had talking about this book was at my dad's old church. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys listen to the podcast, my father and my mother are both in skilled nursing. They have either dementia or uh, Alzheimer's, um, their communication skills have pretty much zeroed out at this point, but they do on a good day recognize who I am. But my dad built this unbelievable community in Durham, North Carolina, this Presbyterian church. And we got to go and, you know, the, the pastor who's a friend of mine who succeeded my dad after 40 years of being mm-hmm. in the pulpit asked him to ask us to come over and talk. And there were all these old familiar faces that basically helped raise me at this church who came out mm-hmm. to support us and ask us a few questions as well about the book. But really, I mean, if we're going to talk about marriaging, it always goes back to what happened a lot of times, either things that you want to repeat that you saw in your household or things that you don't want to repeat. And my dad and mom gave me a lot of things that I, that I wanted to repeat when I was married. Not everything, but they gave me some good things. Yes. And by the way, the, the name of our book, it's called Everybody Fights. So why not get better at it? Right. You know, I will say, and I was talking about this with a friend this weekend, Penn, your parents had such a, they were so devoted to each other yeah. throughout their marriage. And it's no matter their faults. And I didn't live with them. So I don't, I mean, I'm looking out. I, I think they had a wonderful marriage. But I think one of the things your dad modeled for you is just that loyalty and devotion. And 
whether I deserve it or not, you are very devoted to me in our marriage. And it's really sweet because that's not modeled for most people. And I think it's really sweet. And your brother as well. Your brother is very devoted to his wife as well. I noticed that. I've never noticed it about myself. I have noticed that with Dale. He, uh, well, thank you. And my dad is like he, so if you don't know him, he was a preacher, but he wasn't really a preacher. Like he was a preacher on Sundays. He was uh, he was a dad and he was a friend. He was a counselor. He was a fundraiser. That was probably one of the, the biggest things that he did when he was at this church. But yeah, his like his love for my mom is going to be the last thing that goes. Mm-hmm. They still grab each other's butts when they hug at this at this home, or at least they, they were doing that about a year ago. And it's just one of those things that you see like, wow, he absolutely adores her. And her butt. I See, I think it's just, thank you for noting that, but also you were good enough to marry down and I did. Uh, and uh, and so it. if that happens, you have to be grateful and you have to be, you know, devoted and know that you've got a good thing and don't mess it up. I that you are. OK, we, we don't need to go there because I did not marry down. I definitely married up. But you were very devoted. And I think it's so important to model a good relationship for our children. And we, we were asked um, at that event, you know, what do you see your kids what do, what do your kids take away from your relationship? And it's it's not like we sit at the dinner table and say, hey, kids, what do you take away? I do think we are modeling just strong boundaries. And I think they are I think they are good friends to their friends. And I think they are also trust their friends enough to, you know, say, hey, that hurt my feelings or they, they'll, they'll have those harder conversations. And I think that comes out of a foundation of trust. And I think they feel secure in doing that because a good relationship has been modeled here. Oh. Yeah. Good talk. Look at us. Okay. Look so us. Uh, we, we promised we were going to get some of your questions. We haven't done that yet. So why don't we do that? Okay. This I like this first one. It's from Hadasmid. 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 H-A-D-A-S-M-I-D. Thank you for writing in and asking, do you ever feel lonely in your relationship? There was a mo- there was a brief bit of time and I feel like we went into counseling where I feel like this was probably before we started, you know, a business together where I feel like I was I I felt as if I was growing and wanting certain things and you did not want those things. Or not, not that you didn't want those things. You didn't see a way to have those things. Do you remember? I I remember this very vividly. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that I was like growing and becoming a different person. I was changing. Maybe that's a different way to saying it. And I was like, I feel as if we need to have more time with our kids. I think we need a different lifestyle. I think we need to create this. And you had the very logical brain that was like, we need a job. We need somebody in this family to have benefits. And so I felt... Our marriage was fine. It was. Yeah. But there are a couple of things that I noticed that you were doing. Like you, it was your birthday and you went to like, it was great that you did it, but you went to like a motivational kind of like women's seminar on your birthday. And we had always spent our birthdays together. Mm -hmm. And I remember that and I was like, oh, this is like, hmm. It's kind of like a business. It was kind of a business retreat. Yeah. yeah. But I I remember that. I remember you saying like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really like, I want to be growing and be doing these things. And I, it was actually, we had started our own business, but we were, we were doing a lot of other things as well. We hadn't completely gone, Hey, we're the Holderness family. Now we're not doing anything else. So, you know, 
there were, there were some day-to-day things that we had to do that weren't part of that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I remember you went and I remember thinking, and I, you also were like going to dinner with people that like men and women, by the way, like, mm-hmm. like you went to dinner with like a dude to like, cause he, like he really is like interested in talking about this whole stuff. And I was like, Oh, you're going to dinner with a man about this. And that, that like kind of jarred me a bit and gutted me. I'm like, wait, so she's just not getting anything for me that she needs. First of all, I don't remember what, what, what man did I go to dinner with? Not, I, I mean, not that you wouldn't trust me to go to dinner with a man. I did but. trust you, but it, but I, it, it jarred me. And I was like, what? I, I don't understand what's going on here. And so I, I did kind of like take, I took a, a minute and thought it's, it's time for me to take this leap and just like not hang on to all of these other things. By the way, those other things were entangled with other people who we had responsibilities to and like other people who expected things from us. Because maybe, I think at that time you didn't understand that I was dreaming big. I just felt like I needed to keep my feet on the ground because we were trying all these new things and it was very busy. Mm-hmm. So, but I felt lonely at that time too. And, and I, I, I could tell that I wasn't giving you what you wanted and needed, which was sad for me. So, I guess, yes, there there have been flashes in this otherwise very happy marriage where we felt like we were on different paths. And that's hard, right? When, and I've heard friends complain about this too. And that's really hard when one person wants something different. They want their, when you want your life to look different, it's really hard to align about what that is. Because if you had dug in and said, no, Kim, I actually would prefer to work for somebody else and have a constant paycheck and benefits from somebody else. Like it's hard to fight that. It's hard to have a compromise in that. But I feel like it's not like you, you didn't change necessarily, but you did become more vocal about your hopes and dreams and goals. And that was helpful for me to hear. Cause up until that point I was like, do you have goals? And you just didn't love saying them out loud. Right. Yeah. I, that's you have a, a weird thing about saying them out loud. I do. Which is so funny to me. Aren't there other people who feel that way? They just I'm feel like sure. if, because if you say something and then it doesn't come true, you feel like you've disappointed everybody around you. We've done entire podcasts where you talk about lowering your expectations, which yeah. is the anti self-help. <laughs> You're like the opposite of like all those gurus out there. You're like, Everybody just, everybody collectively, let's lower our expectations, which came in handy during the pandemic. It works. I'll tell you where it works. It works at Disney World. <laughs> and, it, and it works and it works on family trips, like trips that you're like, okay. But specifically Disney World. Oh God. And there is nothing more important when you go to Disney World than, than lowering, lowering your sleep ex- out of your expectations. <laughs> you need to wake up in the morning with the expectation that you will get on one ride. Yeah. That you will not have lunch. Or it'll be like a hot dog as you're walking. And your children will eat 14 candy apples. Right. I think we did, we, we took a, we took a quick trip to Disney, which was like the worst. I mean, we just went the busiest weekend of the year. It was, oh my God, it was so crowded. And so we, I feel like we both gave our kids the pep talk. Listen guys, if we get on three rides today, we're going to call it a win. And we ended up getting on like six. And so we were like high-fiving each other by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That, but I think that trickles down on our kids too. They're like, oh, look at that. We got on five rides, which by the way, like if you're there from eight o'clock till eight o'clock, you should go on 175 rides. I know. Like, that's my, not a Disney World though. Because yeah, they Disney- have a whole like genie situation now. It's so intimidating Oof. and I hated it. Oh my yeah. God. Good. So anyway, we were talking about loneliness and Being lonely. Yeah. But, but I do feel like you, you didn't necessarily 
change, but you were open to the idea we of just communicated better communication and goal setting. It's so funny. We did a, we do goal setting every January now and you're, you do that now, but you are so funny about it that you actually this year set goal because we can't really control like what we can control the productivity, but we can't tr- mm-hmm. control the response of people. Like we can't control the response of people to the content, but you set that your goals this year were lower than they were, had been in previous years. And, That's right. And so people who work with us were like, do you realize that your goals are actually yeah, that's right. You're shooting to to be less, have less growth this year. That's right. Like, yes. I'm, I'm shooting for less growth this year. <laughs> so far, it's it's not working out well. We're doing we're having a good year. So, uh, but look, but me, I I do not mind being wrong on that front. It's not gonna it's not gonna make me work any less hard. You know me. I'm gonna no, work I as know. hard as I can. So yeah, okay. So that's interesting, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I remember that, and that was like that was a sad time for me because I I could tell that who something was the dude was I went to dinner with. I don't know, but I definitely know it was a dude. I know that you were like I met this guy. He's just really interesting, and no, I yeah, you did. You I'm did not this. opposed, but I'm like um, like if you wanted to go have dinner with a woman, I, I would be. Fine I don't know with where. It, you, I think you ran into him at like a store or something, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to go to dinner and chat?" Maybe it was about like a business or something. But of course I remembered that. I was like, oh my God, I, what's... Who was that? I don't know. But I, you may not have even done it. It may have gotten like pushed back or canceled or something. I don't, I, I don't, it's not like I have the world's best memory. I have no recollection of going out to dinner with a dude. I don't have any recollection of you going. I have a recollection of you telling me that you were planning on going to it. Okay. So yeah, that, that sticks with a guy. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I can, I would bet cause I am for as networky as I was during that phase. Like I was a little more, I'm in, in my soul an introvert. So it takes a lot for me to like make dinner plans with people. So I don't think I did that, but maybe okay. I talked to somebody. It's possible. Yeah. These, all of these things are possible. Yeah. We're coming right back. Stay there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, listeners, as you know, we talk a lot about ADHD on our show. And how to love and support those who have it. And nobody does it better than my lovely wife, Kim. Oh, thanks, Ben. Yeah, one thing about ADHD, especially for kids, is that the feeling of boredom can be especially intense. That's for sure. And one place most kids struggle with boredom is in the car ride. Yeah, when you're in that ride, you may want to whip out the smartphone or the tablet, and it can be an intense need. Whether your kid has ADHD or not, they get sucked right in and they receive those shots of dopamine straight 
straight to the dome. When I want to play music or listen to a podcast, I get a little worried about inappropriate words or messaging, so it's not always easy agreeing on what to listen to. Right, so Kim and I want to share with you a new podcast we discovered called Wild Interest, and it's got something for all of us. That's right, Wild Interest is the first and only podcast out there created and hosted entirely by kids. It covers so many fun and interesting topics from what is a leap year to the solar eclipse to an NFL quarterback. It's funny and interesting enough to even hold Penn's ever-wandering attention. And that's saying something. Give it a listen. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You've already grabbed a few things for our next beach trip, right? I grabbed the tiered maxi dress in black and you know what it has? Well, if it's you, because you want to have like the pockets, right? Pockets! I'm already thinking of grabbing two more in lilac and blue because once you find one thing you like, you just have to get it in multiple colors. Plus, lightweight and and breathable at half the cost I'd pay at another retailer. All right, friends, it is time to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash holderness for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash holderness to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash holderness. I get lonely sometimes. I think we've talked about it. A lot of times for me, like most of my loneliness happens when I feel like our relationship has become our job and that there's nothing else. Mm. Like it's like we're, we're, we're spending all week as business partners and as parents and we have not spent one single minute as husband and wife that, that very rarely happens. And when it does, my wife is actually very sensitive to it because I've learned how to say, this is a big thing. I've learned how to say I'm feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that two or three years ago. This is a really hard thing for a guy to say, mm-hmm. by the way, but I've learned how to say it and it, it usually brings me to tears or, or causes just a, a great amount of humility for myself when I say it. And you're uh, usually pretty affirming when I say that, but it's like, it, I think that just comes with the territory when you work with somebody who you're married to, right? Yeah. And then you also are trying to raise kids. But I think even if you're not if you I think the people listening who aren't working with their spouse, if you're gone all day doing and you are doing very different jobs and then the only time to come together at night, you're like doing homework and running. I like it. I think it's very, very easy to grow in different ways. And I think it's very easy to feel lonely in a marriage. And so I want to affirm you if you do feel that loneliness if you have spells in your marriage where like we do too and i think i would put us down it was like a 99.9 percent happiness rate in our marriage Mm -hmm. and we we have there are valleys and we talked about i think we wrote about that the first time you admitted some loneliness i think that was one of the stories we told in our book but Mm -hmm. um it it is um i think a lot of our fights are like bickering like if we can sit and zoom out, it's because one of us doesn't feel heard and one of us doesn't feel heard because we've not made time for each other and we've not made time for each other. Therefore, we do. There's like a little loneliness jag. You know what? 
we have these really sweet friends and we spent some time with them this weekend and they do coffee dates <laughs> once a week. And so they discovered that it's really easy to like go out and grab a cocktail or have a date night, but they didn't want their connection time to revolve around alcohol. And because that's it, that can very easily get away from you. And although they definitely have cocktails and they will order a glass of wine with dinner, they didn't want their weekly date nights to be alcohol based, which is so great. So they, they find a new low, preferably locally owned coffee shop and they're going all over our town and neighboring towns finding new coffee shops and they do coffee dates in the morning. <laughs> and we could do the exact same thing, except we can't do it exactly like them because they like to split a meal. Oh my or gosh. Split a di- and, and when does that happen? And they're not that much older than us. They're just a few years older <laughs> it than us. It happens to people when they're our age, babe. It's just, it's just never going to happen for you. I oh, love I d- you. I hate splitting meals. She's, I- <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I order what I want and right. then I get it and I don't want to give it to you. Like I'm so, but I'm also hungrier, I think, than the normal person. But what happens if you order what you want and then you and don't? And then I don't yeah. want it and then I want yours and you <laughs> give it to me. I get well, what I want at all times. Now, but let me tell you, that is everything that you just described there. I'm cool with it. Like I really You're will. You're so sweet. No, no, it's not that I'm like, that's extra food for me because you never eat everything that I have. But I eat most of my meal. So I think half is probably what a normal person should eat because we're yeah. Americans. So like our portion sizes are out of control. So I think like half is probably an entree of what a normal human should eat. I just eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm see. I believe that dinner, and I was raised this way. I, I, I love it when we go to a meal and I have a bite of everyone's food, and it's it's like so I go much. to the food court. Yeah, I know. And so that's my whole family, right? My brother, my sister in law is really. Oh, big they on are that. so they're really good about like splitting entrees and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's not that's not us, and that's okay. We just go I'm to sorry. we go to no, but we go to places with smaller dishes. Like a tapas place or a sushi bar. Well, that works out tapas. Great. So then, then the same, does okay. I'm putting this out into the internet. Please let me know. You can send us a message through Instagram. Am I just a really selfish person, or I mean, tell me there has to be somebody else out there who doesn't like sharing food, especially desserts. If I order like a peanut butter pie, I'll give you a bite, but I want that dessert. Oh, peanut butter pie. I'm craving some peanut butter pie. Uh, we're going to get peanut butter pie tonight. I love it. Let's Who's going to make me some peanut butter pie? No one's going to make you peanut butter pie. It's just going to have to. Where are we going to buy peanut yeah, butter all right. pie? So are you looking at peanut butter pie? You're looking for the next question. No, I was looking, I was going to look <laughs> oh, for the next question. Okay. So here's, this is a quick one. Uh, do you have any plans to write another book? Interesting. We put this in our marriage questions because it's interesting. Like our last book was based entirely on what was going on immediately in our lives slash in our business. We were not only talking about our fights, we were podcasting about our fights, we were writing, we were putting funny skits out about our fights. It was like a perfect way to write a book. So what's going on right now in our life is on the wake of the amazing race and you know, uh, the, I think the story that they chose to tell, which was for them seemingly kind of us overcoming some of our mental health issues to move forward and turn them into superpowers. And they really, they highlighted that really on the other side of it is something that Kim really focused in on, which it was, it's not just that it's how to walk with another person who has those mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So being the, the person on the other side of it, even if you're someone who yourself has these issues. Mm-hmm. And so we're needling with the idea of a book that 
really celebrates some of the the positives of these brains that we have, but also talking about the way to live with and support and nurture the person who has those mental health issues, because you're really the person who's going to be critical in that person getting the most out of it. I think in the long answer short, it's like we writing a <laughs> yeah. book, writing a book was so, <laughs> took so long yeah, and, and it was a lot of work. I'm so proud of it, which is why we still now a year later still mention it all the time. Cause we're so proud of it. I think it changed even though we had done the work and done the counseling, I think even the writing of the book changed our marriage. But we don't enter into it lightly because sometimes you write the book you need and that is the book we need right now is right. how to walk with our partners with the specific brains we're wired with. But I don't know, do other people need that? I don't know. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out what- We're workshopping it. What, what we need versus what you guys need. Also, we've been approached to a children's book, which I've always wanted to write a children's book. But again, there's so many children's books. I don't wanna make it just to do a children's book. I want it to be, I want it to be very- Meaningful. Meaningful. Right? And or something that we just love and laugh and are so proud of because I, children's books, are my fate like we still right. have all of our kids we donated a chunk of them but like all of our kids special children's books like i'm obsessed so i just want to make sure we're doing it the best way and do, does because the world doesn't need one more book and especially don't need a book from us right but if there it could have an impact um, we'd love to do I, it it's so funny because i could write a children's book right now just what i'm looking at in the room and it that probably it's probably not too dissimilar from some other ones like there's good night moon. Yeah. I mean like they're little that, Johnny's on the drums, little Johnny, but that's the thing. No. I'm just like looking <laughs> at, I'm looking at things in the room. I'm there's making no, rhyme. It's, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, but that's the thing. It's bizarrely hard to write a really great yeah. children. The, tr yeah, the truth is, I guess what I mean to say is I, I read these books and I'm like, ha, I could do this. And no, no, you can't, you can't, you super can't. And then, um, that's like with art. Right, you go to a great museum and you're like, I could do this. You just swirl some paintbrush around and then you get in front of a canvas and you're like, actually, terribly, I suck at this. Yeah. So, all right, next question. Uh, this will be quick. Does Penn have your name tattooed on his finger? Yes, he does. I do, and I have it tattooed on her finger because I lost three. Um, your finger. You don't have a Sorry, my mind. finger. I <laughs> lost. I lost three wedding rings. And I realized that it would be cheaper to go and get $40 tattoo of her name on my ring finger so that, uh, because really the point for me, the point of a wedding ring is to let people know that you're married, mm -hmm. right? That's the point. No, I don't care I, about jewelry. I actually don't need to broadcast. I trust you. Like, and I don't need to broadcast that I'm married, like hands off. No, it's like, it's for me to look down and like, just as a token of our love. I, yeah. I think that that's what it is for me. I just, yeah. I, I, okay. That's great too. I do like people to know that I'm married. I like to them know that I'm married to Kim. <laughs> so this accomplishes both of those things. It was not a well done tattoo. I asked them to do it in cursive. The cursive has smeared since, and it kind of looks like, huh. I but, think it was a well done tattoo. Let's be generous with this. But doing something that small on a finger is right. really hard. We, I should have done capital letters. That's on me. Yeah. And um, so the, the person who did it is great and talented, but sure. doing something on a finger is yeah. nearly impossible. Yeah, it's but yes, weird. he does. So moves hippos. Oh. Hmm. Hmm? Hmm? Asks, what are your pet peeves with each other? 
Um, None. No. We are perfect. So my, my pet peeve for Kim, I feel like I should go first. There, there, you can say there's many of them. I have one pet peeve. I, oh. I, you do not bother me much at all. Much. Like I, no, I, you don't like just you, if we're sitting around and we did during the amazing race for a month, there was nothing that really annoyed me about you. You're just a generally pleasant person. The, the, the only pet peeve I have of you is that you have so many pet peeves <laughs> of me. I <laughs> am flawed. Well, we're both flawed. Obviously I'm flawed. Because you're about to list no the things. That- no, it's my issue. No, but I I am self aware enough to know that I have too many things that I'm particular about. I am a nightmare. No, I, you're not. I don't know how you deal with me. Well, I mean, you are so patient. Again, I I, I know I said I'm married down, but. You so, married down? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I know I said that <laughs> you married down earlier on in the podcast, but. Have any of you guys ever been on the altar, like you're getting married and you look at the person across from you and you're like, how in the did I get this person? Like, how, how did I get this person to marry me? And I thought for most of my life, like really my thing that I'm just going to be remembered for on the gravestone tombstone or whatever is going to be, he managed to like, Get I love, I really love how no, sincere you are about this. No, I like when, when you said yes to the engagement thing, I was, again, my expectations were not that high of the person who I was going to get to marry me. I thought it was going to be. Are you, anyway, this is bizarre. Right. So I, I'm just, I'm very happy with you uh, as, as a wife. I will be for a long time. You do have a lot of pet peeves for me. And that is a pet peeve of mine. You do not like my chewing, my snoring, my breathing. Sometimes a lot of these are noise related and um, very sensitive to noise. You don't like that when the lights are out, I have a small light on on my side of the bed. No, guys, he yeah. has his entire laptop to watch a show. But I put a little barrier up. and he puts a pillow up, but it still lights up the night sky. It does not light room. up the night sky. Yes. No, it's very few lumens. Be, no, I need it to be black and he has this entire laptop and then he puts it on the ground open because he still wants to fall asleep with it playing he has earbuds in so he wants to fall asleep with it playing but then it's still bright yeah that's annoying i'm sure like it is a weird thing but it's how i turn my brain off Uh so my pet peeves I, i i'm just a terrible person so yeah there are a lot of noise related issues but then just adhd related issues things that i leave in certain places i am you don't well, like it when a, a chair is not tucked in well the, because so table. you put on your shoes in the morning and you leave the chair out and we don't have a home that's we have a nice size home but it's not large enough just to have a chair four feet out of the table without like bumping into it so for space reasons it is easier if the chairs are tucked in if we had a big, huge, gracious ballroom of a living room. <laughs> if then, we lived in the Gilded Age. Yes. Then a chair pulled out wouldn't be a big deal. But if the chair is pulled out, you can't like literally walk around it. You have yeah. to. So somebody has to push it in and it's daily. It's me. And that gets me annoyed. Hey, babe. But we didn't watch the Gilded Age this week. I know. I'm we so have excited. one in the hopper. I know. Tonight. I'm so excited. How early can we put the kids to sleep? I don't know. What time is it now? 530. Is that too young? Too young. Too early. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> We're we really want to watch the Gilded Age. Um, I, so I would. Uh, this is an example of something that I just am so jealous of people without 
the weird brain issues. Like I just, so today we were on, um, we went to the beach and there was like this little tram that'll take you out to the beach. And there was a girl in front of me and she was sitting like across from me and she had like a can of orange soda and she put it on the bench and the bench is kind of like a cushioned thing. So it's rounded. So it's not completely flat. And it's a, it's just like a tram. You were watching it intently, and, and weren't you? I, so, my, so it was my friend Michelle. <laughs> and we were staring at it. And I'm like, what's my problem? But we were both panicked that this thing is going to spill. And it didn't. But she like didn't grab it in time once. And both Michelle and I were like. <gasps> <laughs> it's like that was and your viewing. honestly, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I have white new white sneakers on. So it's like, it's going to get orange soda all over my white sneakers. So it's like lifting my feet up. But like, those are the sort of things I was like watching this can of soda bounce. And I'm like, whereas you, it would never enter your, you would never even have seen that soda. I'd be rooting for it to fall over. Correct. I, I would be uh, trying do- to, I'd be in my brain be thinking, okay, where's the part of the, of the, of the, uh, street where it, this has the best chance bump. to fall over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't fall, and it was fine. Um, so my my pet peeves are around cleanliness and. and you married a slob, so I'm and sorry I about that. and then we had in turn two slobs as well. So I'm just living in a house full of people who, Lola. Yeah. Yeah. We got to work on that. Yeah. Anyway, it, that was that was me. Do you feel writing everybody fights helped you be successful on the Amazing Race from the Dida? This I, I'll answer this quickly. Yes. Yeah. It's in fact, we have told many people that we went to counseling because we needed to go to counseling, right? Mm -hmm. But that was the most important training that we did. I mean, it was important to run up hills with dumbbells. It was important to watch every single episode because you have to have a knowledge of it. All of those things were important, but it's a relationship show. It's Mm -hmm. not really a race. It's about how well you can get from one high stress environment to another with your partner. Mm -hmm. And, And if you look at at past champions, for the most part, they're people who know how to get the most out of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what our book is kind of about. And we definitely knew that those fights were going to come around and all the de-escalation techniques really helped. Yeah. And I think that the the biggest lesson we learned that we took into the amazing race was, we learned this through counseling, is how you talk to each other when times are tough. That is, we've talked about this before, so you know, beat it to death. But in the race, it's not even real world. It's a game show. But things are going to go wrong because somebody's going to make a silly mistake. And how you talk to each other in those tough moments will change the course and change how successful you are. The same goes for real life in a marriage and how you talk to each other when one of you's sick, how you talk to each other when your parents are sick, how you talk to each other when one of you loses a job, like how you talk to each other in those moments have more to do with the success of your marriage because it's really easy when the sun is shining and everybody's getting raises at their job and all that stuff. Like it's super easy to be nice to your partner, but navigating when things are tough is really important. And that's what the book is about. And that's what I think helped us on a game show. (laughs) Okay. Lindsay underscore 83. What was your favorite date you went on together and why Mm. have you thought about this one? I've got mine. Okay. You say it. Okay. I'm going to say this entire thing and it's going to sound like it's impossible. Okay. Oh, this is London. Yeah. Is my you ready? Favorite date. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Oh my God. This is the best Here day we of go. my life. Here we go. We, um, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a, the cliff notes and then Kim will explain what all of this means. Okay. okay. We slept in, mm. we walked across the river, 
we went to the best Indian restaurant ever. We took a nap mm. in a very nice hotel. Mm-hmm. We went to a French restaurant, ate French bread. We had front row seats to the Book of Mormon, one of the best Broadway experiences I've ever had. West End, yeah. Yes, in the West End. We went to a bar that served cocktails that made you feel like certain parts of your life, like graduation or going to the beach. And with all of that, we also lost 10 pounds a piece. <laughs> We got food How food. impossible we got- is that? Isn't it great? We lost 10 pounds after that decadent day. <laughs> oh my God. Now Kim's going to explain why that. I, and I feel like we've <laughs> talked about it here, but it bears it's such repeat. a good day. It was one of the best days of our marriage because we were, somebody flew us to London to go give a speech at VidCon in London. And so we had, you know, we don't, we're not business class flight people and but they paid for business class seats i'm sorry that was like amazing and we did our speech which was four hours of work and we built in another couple days in london it was in february the sun was shining why was the weather so good the weather was so lovely in february in london and everybody was outside (sighs) we had it was like the best of times we had literally we were like clinking glasses at midnight going this was the best day it was a day long date. It was the best day. And then at 12.02, you ran to the bathroom and started puking. And I was a little annoyed. I'm like, oh, you drank too much. But, oh, I didn't drink that much. No, that I mean, and yeah. we, did, we didn't drink that much. But I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, there he goes, drinking too much. At 12.08, I was like pushing you out of the way because I started. So we had the norovirus, <laughs> which I didn't realize, y'all, is foodborne. Right. And so, but then, so we thought it was just food poisoning because we both got it. We flew back. Oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. We we just infected the entire airplane. We get back, our kids, we hug our kids going, oh God, mommy and daddy had food poisoning. We're just going to go lay down right now. 24 hours later, they They started puking. So, and that's when the doctor said, yeah, Nora, you probably ate something bad. And then it's foodborne and then it's airborne and then it's airborne and then we gave it to our kids. Why so is, we basically had a week of vomiting. Yeah. I, I didn't get COVID yet. Uh, the At nor- this point, we're just like, it's so weird that we haven't gotten. Yeah, it. it's weird. The norovirus. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one's worse. I know the norovirus is terrible. So that you know what the other answer I would give to favorite date. Mm-hmm. The amazing race was my was one of my favorite dates. Uh, because because right. it was just me and you and we got to do fun stuff together and there were no phones or emails. It was mm-hmm. just us, just us being there for each other. So that like, that might be my, that, that's a, that's a month long date. And part of it kind of sucks because you can't leave your hotel room. But I, that was a good date. That really was. I can, looking back now, I can say that I was a little anxious. I know that's shocking to hear, but that was, that was hard. But I got to be there for you for that too. Like that's kind of a, I mean, I know it sucks when you're sad or you're anxious, but being like, there's closeness when you can be there for somebody who's feeling that You know what we need to do? Pre-pandemic, you and I were really much better about weekly date nights or at least Mm -hmm. twice a month of date nights. We were were pretty dedicated to that. We We need to get back back to that. Yeah, maybe split a dish. Oh my gosh, our friends, Chris and Michelle, they split on, and they're they're not like (laughs) tiny. They split an entree. Who does that? Anyway, when did you know the other person was the one. For me, it was really early. Me too. I, I'm I'm sorry. I know that there's and look, there's a lot of different ways people can grow to love each other. Some of my favorite relationships are people who were friends and then they dated and then it didn't go well and then they like you know they broke up. They got back together. There's a there's a lot of different ways to get to happily ever after, right? 
for me, like I, the first time I saw her, I was like, okay, that's a f- physically flawless person. And oh then, gosh. I, I, and I this, loved, I love look at me right now. Y'all I'm like, no makeup. Haven't showered. Yeah. You know what the, you know what the, um, let's do this. Hmm. We're going to make the thumbnail for this podcast. The picture I took of myself on a boat this morning when the hair had messed me up. No, we're not. Cause that, no, no okay. That. No, but you were kind of physically flawless. I, you were very funny when I got to talk to you and then we became friends and I was like, okay, she's cool too. She's got a good sense of humor. And then like the first time that we kissed, I was like, that was it. That was it for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I had no plans of doing anything with anybody else for the rest of my life. Aww. So but I know, listen, I know that doesn't happen to everybody, but th- we just, you know, we'd known each other long enough that when that happened, it was, it was a slam dunk, but you can't just tell someone that that's a bit heavy to just so say we waited that. like three weeks before we, we said, we did say it awfully early. So I, I will say, you want to hear my story? I knew before we kissed. Oh, that's dangerous. I knew the minute I walked into the bar and I saw you doing the worm. <laughs> I seriously, I was like, it's weird. He has a girlfriend right now. So that's kind of weird, but that's going to be the, I'm going to marry that man. Cause I was doing the worm. It, Who knows? And you were just so funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is so funny. I, I just, and I just wanted to be around you and I just wanted to be around you all the time. And so you had a girlfriend and I think I was just fresh off dating somebody I'm like, that's weird, but I I know. And I just was, I'm like, oh, well, we'll probably get married. So that's weird. And then we broke up with people or people broke up with us. And then we started talking and we talked a lot before we went out on a date and then we made out. And then I was like, yeah, that's it. And then a couple of weeks later, there's another question said, who, who said, I love you first. I remember this vividly. I was about to say it and you, we both. Yeah. No, I was like, listen, I like, this has been a really like great couple of weeks and I have never felt this way before. And you interrupted me and said, I love you. And I was yeah. like, well, so you said it first. Okay, yeah, I said go. it first. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, pretty much the same time. Great. Uh, do we have time for one more? Yeah. And by the way, in a podcast, there's no, like we could talk for, I know that, that, you know what that was? That was my rate. That was radio pen. Yeah. I was going to say, we're not like, what's the hard out? <laughs> no, no hard out. Okay. Uh, is there a soft out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do have to, at some point make dinner. But other than that, here's a question. Have we talked for long enough to make this a reputable podcast? (laughs) Okay, good. Cause you've got like actually Kim for the first time is on the recording side. So hold on a second. And now I'm really freaked out because you're not wearing headphones. How do you know it's actually recording Uh, the red light right there? I know. But then how do you know our levels are good? I don't. Should we have checked that? Uh, well, look over there. Is anything going red? No. Then we're fine. Okay. We're good. How did Penn propose? Is our last one from Pete Juvan, Juvantel, Juvon, Pete. Pete asked us how Penn proposed. Uh, why don't you take this one? You're so cute. I had gotten a job in New York as a correspondent for Inside Edition. Penn was working HGTV, kind of mm-hmm. freelance hosting. And then I I basically said, like, are you coming with me? And it was not an ultimatum at all. I was just like, I just, I'm like, we need to figure out how we're going to do this because I'm moving to New York and taking this job. And I wanted you to take the job. No, 100% you did. So and it, it definitely wasn't an ultimatum at all. But I we'd been married, we're married. We had been dating for like 
maybe 10 months or something like that, 11 months. Yeah, just about. So your uncle had an apartment in New York and he was nice enough to let us stay there because we were broke and we were looking for a place to live. And Or I was doing my final interviews or something like that in New York. And uh, you said, let's go on a walk. And we went on a walk to Central Park. And you, we had been in Central Park before earlier in our relationship. And there had been like this one special place where we had gone. And it was cute because you were trying to remember where that place was. But I didn't really realize what was happening. Yeah, I was going to take you to The Rock in Central Park. There's thousands I thought there was just, Well, I'd only been there once. I was like, there was that one rock. I thought there was just one rock. So we get there and I look over this like landscaped area and there are 700 million rocks. Boulders. Yeah. Bo- like whatever. Boulders. Yeah. I, same. So I started perspiring heavily. And your, your hands were so sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and we were holding hands because we were like cute and young. And I was like, um, your hands are really sweaty. Can I drop your hand? Okay, cool. Do you remember this? Like the, the fact that that ring, I had to go to three different cities and keep it in hotel rooms in order to get it there. Cause I couldn't come straight from where we were living in Florida. I had to go to Chicago and then I had to go to Dallas and then I had to go to New York. And for an ADHD person who loses stuff all the time, I had to get the ring all the way to those three cities. I was so terrified I was going to lose the ring. Uh, and you didn't. And then you got on down one knee and you said something really sweet. And like, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And you go, Mary. Yeah, and, I didn't really say it very clearly. But I, at that point, you just like pulled out a ring. I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. I said, um, um, yeah. And then I said, yes. And we hugged. And then there was a homeless person sleeping and he woke up and he clapped for us. And it was so sweet. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And then it was crazy. And then we like called our friends and went out to, you had like a dinner we planned and mm-hmm. we went and saw Avenue Q, I think. That's such a good play. Yeah. And, and then we got the norovirus and threw up all over each other. No, that no, was kidding. later. That was, that was later. One. That was a different um, And then we got married like nine months after that. Was that exciting? All right. Here's my question yeah. for you. If we lived in a society where traditionally women were supposed to propose to men, how would you have done it? So I see more and more women yeah. proposing. I love it. Um, I, which I think I, I have always struggled with the fact that it's just, just the man gets to decide who's going to propose. Like, I think you and I even had, I think, you know, we knew we were going to get married and I think we'd even talked about it. Like, why is it just the dude that gets to decide right. this through tradition? Um, if I proposed, which I would have, right? you know, I'm not a big, you know, like the promposals are big right now and there's all these people. There's You're not like, going to flash mob me? I'm not going to, there would not have been a flash mob. It probably exactly the same. It'd probably like go out to his place that's special to us, just you and I. There would not have been like a string quartet or fireworks or anything like that. It just would have been you and I. It, it would have been exactly the same way. Oh, you know, you could do that. We could, you could propose to me for like a renewal proposal, a renewal, a renewal. But I wouldn't get you a ring because you already have a tattoo. I don't think you have to give me something. Okay, I'll propose when you're least expecting it. I'm gonna propose. See, that's I, I, I'm on board with that. Well, I feel like every ten years you should. It's like a driver's license. Yeah, it should be renewed. You should have to renew vows and or If I get another honeymoon. Yeah. This is the second to best idea I've had all year. What's your best idea? The bag. What? The bag. (laughs) Have I not said this out loud yet? Oh, the man, the man purse? Yeah, the holder mess. (laughs) It's it. They have men's men's bags, honey. So, but I want to make them trendy. 
There, there are trendy crossbody bags for men. No, they're terrible. Mine's going to be better. Mine's no, gonna it's be, not. So you're thinking of a messenger satchel that holds like a laptop. That's too big. Okay. I want something that's roughly the size of a fanny pack that you fit around your shoulder. Those exist. Leather. Oh, really? It's a purse. Yeah, like a purse, like a man purse. But it's a, just a purse. But it needs to be marketed as such that it's not, it's because like I have a, men have really tight pants now. That's like the trendy thing now. And I've got a wallet and I've got a cell phone and my cell phone of course is giant. So I have these two big rectangular bulges in my front pocket and I want to put them in your purse. And but I, know I that's don't not, have room, right? I know that's not fair. You don't have enough room for your purse. So, and I, I mean, you also sometimes like your purse is like super full and you could use like a little extra room for your purse. Or I could so, just not carry and, uh, and give it to you. Yeah, you're right. I'm not talking about this is something you take to work. This is something you take out on a date, right? And you got a man purse and it's going to hold all of everybody's stuff and it's conveniently around your shoulder. You can wear it while you're sitting down at dinner. Even if you want to, you can like dangle off to your side or you can put it over the back seat. Okay. So guys, and by, I mean the people, folks listening here, folks, folks, Listen, would you buy Penn's Merce? I think, but I just think it doesn't need to be like a gender issue because they those exist. Okay. I mean, and women just, can wear it too. Here's the thing. It just needs to be the thing that if your partner is like, hey, can you hold this? The answer has to be, sure, I got room in here. Yeah, and honestly, what a relief for you to carry my cell phone, like totally my credit card, I, some lip gloss. I, I just think that the carrying stuff system is broken when the one person who has a purse it's like so small it can fit like one credit card. Right. So we need bigger purses. So why not let the men hold them? I am a thousand percent a fan of this. Would you guys buy Penn's Merce? And I was going to call it a hold her mess because it just is our last name, but there's probably a better name. Hold your mess. Yeah. The Bruce. <laughs> okay, we're gonna workshop. Yeah, it. we're you gonna guys have na names. Okay. Anyway, you guys, thank you for doing this. Like, it's a kind of kind of like a double date, but with like. A couple hundred thousand of you. I love that. Can we do an entire podcast of my stupid ideas? Yes. Okay, that's going to be one of our next ones. Okay. Love okay. you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.